0: Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today. And you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. This podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support to those suffering from addiction. And I want to just bring light to our sponsor today, And this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, which is a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. So take the first steps to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. That's FHEHealth.com. And that's a great site. Please check that out when you get a chance. And so today, guys, as we move into the holidays, I want to talk about staying sober during the holidays. And the reason why I picked this topic is that is a question that I've heard raised quite a bit lately for people that are just getting into sobriety or returning from a relapse, you know, people that are just struggling, you know, through the holidays. And that's a very, very common thing, uh, that being relapse during the holidays or people finding after the holidays that they need to get into treatment and maybe this is something that they've been talking uh, about or thinking about for quite some time and it's something that needs to be dealt with and it's an excellent question. Like I said, I've gotten that question quite a bit lately and I just thought that I'd address it. You know, I went to, I would say for the first year or going into the first holiday season rather, I remember going to a presentation that was being conducted by the Alumni Association of the Treatment Center that I had gone to. And the topic that particular night was, ironically, staying sober through the holidays. And this particular presenter was talking about the physiology, was talking about the mindset, and really some of the tips and tricks of the trade, if you will, going into the holidays, because this is, let's face it, this is the time when everybody's supposed to be happy, supposed to be jolly, it's the happiest time of the season, or happiest time of the the year, and, you know, everybody gets together and it's all great, right? Well, actually, that's not always the case. That's not the case for everybody. You know, the, str- the holidays can be very stressful for, for many people. In fact, I would say most people find the holidays to be quite stressful. And if you suffer from addiction, and you're now forced to be around a lot of people that you're not normally around, or maybe you don't even like, uh, that can be really tough for you. I mean, let's, let's face it, it is not a joyful time for everyone, particularly people that are struggling in that first year. And so, I just want to give you a couple of the takeaways that this individual gave us that I thought were very, you know, simple but yet profound at the same time is the only way I can describe it. And he said, first of all, you know, ask yourself this. If you have any time of sobriety behind you, and I want you to think about that, even if it's a day, but certainly if you're coming out of treatment and you're in treatment for 28 days, or let's say you've got a month, three months, six months, a year, whatever the case may be, You've already proven that you can stay sober for a period of time. So what's changed? Think about it. What has changed? Nothing's changed as far as your body is concerned. If you think about it, your body doesn't even know what day of the week it is or what what day of the year it is. Think about that. To your body, what's the difference between New Year's Eve and July 2nd? Or Christmas Eve and March 3rd? Nothing. Nothing. So if you were able to stay sober on July 2nd and March 3rd, you should be able to stay sober on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. You should be able to, because nothing happened in your body. Nothing changed. So what did change? What changed was what your mind told your body, or is telling your body. Your mind gets itself worked up saying, it's New Year's Eve, and I've gotten drunk every New Year's Eve, or Christmas Eve, or whatever the holiday is. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. And it starts in your mind, and then you start convincing yourself that that's what you have to do. But it's not your body that created that craving, it was the mind. Remember, addiction is a disease of the mind and the body. Both, they go together. And a relapse starts in the mind. And in fact, a relapse starts quite a while before the actual relapse takes place. Some people say it can start as early as six weeks out where you start planting that relapse. Maybe it's not something that you're conscious of, but maybe it's just a seed that's planted. And you think, well, I can make it all the way to New Year's Eve and then I'm going to celebrate. Or, you know, what's going to hurt? It's Christmas Eve and maybe I can have one glass of wine. I mean, After all, I'll just have one glass and then I'll stop. But the problem with that is, then you start the physiological addiction, that craving, that phenomenon of craving that only occurs in alcoholics, and you start that progression all over again. That progression that you worked so hard to deal with and end by going to treatment, going to detox, working a, a program of sobriety, and now you've just reignited that craving that was dormant for a period of time. And so what I'm going to say is keep in your mind that, and think about every single day through the holiday season as just being another day. Work on that day, work on that 24 hour period, work on it hour by hour. If you need to, you might want to say to yourself when you get up, I'm just going to make it till nine in the morning, Then nine in the morning comes, I'm just going to make it till noon, then I'll make it to dinner. Then I can make it to bedtime and then you go to bed. And just break your day down into chunks and convince yourself that you can make it through those periods, okay? Especially when it gets really tough and you're stressed out due to all the different expectations, unrealistic expectations that occur during the holidays. Really focus on that. Now, but let's back up a minute, too. If you're in early sobriety and you're struggling, Something that you might want to consider is taking the holiday season off from putting yourself in the situation when you're, where you're around a lot of people that are going to create stress and maybe create some triggers to cause you to drink. You know, I remember my first year, I actually went down into, the only way I can describe it is lockdown, where I decided I was not going to travel, I was not going to be out on the road. Uh, during the holidays, we didn't go to anybody's house. We didn't have anybody over. It was just me and my family. And ironically, that has to be one of the best holiday seasons that I or my family ever had. It was calm. There were there was no drama. There was uh, you know no fighting, no nothing. You know I love my family dearly, but I didn't want to have any drama in that first holiday season because I knew it was going to be tough. And guess what? It worked. We got through that holiday season, no drinking, made it, made it to the second one, then the second one's easier, and then it gets easier and easier there on out. You know, do keep in mind that if if you are able to get to two years of sobriety, your chances of getting into long-term sobriety from there increase about fourfold if you can make it that far because of all the physiological changes that happen in your mind and your body. And it just becomes easier. It seems to be easier because of all of the adjustments that you've made physiologically, mentally, spiritually, you know, hopefully you've you've worked worked some steps and and really worked a program of recovery. And it just seems to get easier if you can get through those periods. But really work on not placing yourself into situations where um, you, you're making it harder on yourself by putting yourself in situations where you, you are stressed out. But going back to my original point, just remember that it is your mind telling you that something is different about today, something is different about this part of the season, and avoid that just avoid it. Now, what if you are going to parties? What if you are around family and friends and there's drinking everywhere? You know, everybody thinks, "Well, what's going to happen?" You know, everybody's going to think I'm odd. I'm not going to be able to do it. They're going to be questioning me as to what I'm drinking, why I'm not drinking and uh put a lot of pressure on me. Well, what I what I'm going to say about that is, number 1, It is a myth that everybody drinks. You know, over 60% of the American people don't drink at all. A lot of people don't know that. And if you're alcoholic, you certainly don't know that. And you wouldn't know that because you would have never paid attention to it because those certainly weren't the people that you were paying attention to. But the fact is, most people actually don't drink at all. So keep that in mind. The second point is, even those that drink really aren't paying attention to you. People aren't watching us. Like a hawk, wondering why we're not drinking. Fact is, most people couldn't care less whether we drink or not. Now, if that's a concern of yours, then something that you might want to do is always have a drink in your hand while you're at a party or at a dinner. Uh, you can get some ginger ale. You can get uh, you know grape juice. You can get uh, anything that that looks like alcohol. Maybe even a cup of coffee. And have that in your hands. Now, if you have the cup of coffee, you know, there's all kinds of things you can say, like, I'm going to drive home tonight, or I'm training, I'm going to be going running tomorrow, or I'm the designated driver tonight, Uh, whatever. But, you know, you can have a ready-made answer. And the fact is, people aren't going to interrogate you on that because, like I said earlier, people don't really care what you do, as long as you're not affecting their drinking. Now, uh, also, if you have a drink in your hand... It's not likely that they're going to be too concerned with with you because, you know, people aren't going to be checking to see what you're drinking because, again, I don't think that the people care all that much. Now, also, if the dinner party that you're going to is not at your home, have a plan to exit. Plan to exit the, the, the party. Have a plan with your spouse, with your loved one, with anybody that went with you. Be ready to leave at a moment's notice if... If the situation calls for that, uh, have your sponsor's number. If you have a sponsor, you know, have somebody that you can reach out to. So maybe somebody else in a recovery program that you're part of, call them, talk to them, talk to somebody that's in recovery, get some encouragement, find distractions while you're there, Get in good conversations with people, watch football games, get outside. You know, if the weather is good enough, get outside and play with, with your kids or with other people. Do something to occupy yourself so you're not fixated on the fact that you're not drinking at the dinner party. It's really not all that complicated. But again, that's if you have to put yourself in that situation. If you're in your first year of sobriety, you probably just don't want to be in the situation to begin with. Now, really take care of yourself. This is the time to really watch your diet, uh, get uh you know as much sleep as you can you know most people in early recovery are sleep deprived anyway this will help with the healing of your body it'll help get all the serotonin levels back in in whack and uh and also it will help you just stay relaxed and be less stressed out because that's really what you know drives a lot of this you know the the old halt acronym if you remember that HALT, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Don't allow yourself to get too hungry or too angry, too lonely. Isolation, you know, remember, get back into meetings. Be around other people that are in recovery. And certainly don't allow yourself to get too tired. And that's where the the sleep comes into play. HALT. Be very conscientious of that. Now, uh, really avoid developing too many resentments. Uh, Resentments kill addicts and alcoholics. And you want to be very, very careful about that. Uh, Again, it can be a stressful period. It can be a stressful time around the holidays. And, you know, if there are people in your life that just irritate you and are very difficult to be around, avoid them. You don't have to be around people that are irritating to you, that will trigger you, that will create a resentment in you that will lead back to a drink. Nothing is worth that. Try to keep your holidays as calm, serene, and peaceful as you possibly, possibly can. It's not easy to do, but it can be done. I know that because I did it my first year, and I'm still here to talk about it. So keep these things in mind, and just remember your body doesn't know what day of the week it is and what time of year it is. Just keep that in your mind and you will get through the holiday season. Have a plan. Have a sponsor. Have a friend. Have somebody in sobriety. Have support. Always have an answer ready for people as to why you're not drinking if you're asked. And that can be uh, training. It can be you're driving. You have to travel. You have to be at work the next day. You have other commitments. Maybe you're going to another dinner party after the one that you're going to. Who knows? There's all kinds of things that you can come up with. But have that plan uh, and then have a drink in your hand so hopefully that will take away the desire for people to suggest that you get a drink and then offer to get you a drink. And so just think about these things as we roll into the holiday season and it will work for you. I promise it will. And you know I hope that this was helpful for you and particularly if you're in early recovery, just hang in there one day at a time, one day at a time, just work at it And, you know, you do that enough uh, days, you're going to find that you're going to start to accumulate time and your confidence in yourself will build up. Your body's going to heal. Your mind's going to heal. And you're going to find that this just gets easier and easier and easier. And you're probably going to find that you like the holidays a lot more now that you're not drinking. So with that, folks, I I hope you all have a great holiday season. And uh, once again, I just want to remind you that this episode has been sponsored by FHE Health. And according to SAMHSA, First responders are 30% more likely to develop behavioral health conditions like PTSD. FHE Health specializes in getting first responders better and cleared for duty. So find out more at FHEHealth.com. And guys, as I always say, I don't represent any group. I do not represent anyone other than myself. My only purpose in giving this information is to share with you what I've done because it's helped me and maybe it will help you too. So if I've said anything that does not does not apply to you or that you don't agree with, then just discard it, but try to take some information that you can use for yourself, because we then use that to help others, because that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way, and we help to impart the knowledge that we've gained while in recovery for others as well. So with that, please visit my Facebook page, which is Recovery is Possible, and our website, vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. Let me know how I'm doing and let me know if there's any topic that you're interested in hearing about because I'd love to hear from you. So take care and I'll see you guys next time.